takes is one bad day i think that's the right thing ladies and gentlemen welcome to the vigilante 1939 podcast my name's the clown and i'm joined by the comedian and the criminal aka nico caruso and daddy batman himself because now he's batman nicholas caruso senior gentlemen how are you guys doing today doing great but which which one am i you're the clown. I'm the clown. I'm the criminal. <laughs> oh, I like I'll take it because that means I'm yeah. in the uh, in the Killing Joke attire. That's a beautiful Hawaiian shirt yeah. and a nice uh, a nice top sun hat. Um, but how could I'm you do post- that to Barbara Gordon? Man. I know, Ooh. man. I, don't I am a big fab guy, so I would never. Good I would Lord. never get away from me. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vigilante Nights and Journey Nine podcast. We are a DC-centered podcast. Sometimes we talk a little Marvel, sometimes some Oscar films, sometimes video games. Hashtag go follow Let's Go Gamers. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Glad to have you on. And if you're finding us for the first time, also welcome aboard. So if you guys couldn't tell by that massive, massive hint, we are talking about a book called Batman Three Jokers by Jeff Johns, Jason Fabric, and Brad Anderson. Gentlemen, we're doing it. Our first comic review, guys. Which is which is crazy. Um, but it also it's really cool that this is the first one because it's so big, it's such a big deal, and um, it's something that's had a lot of hype over the years. How do you feel, Dad? Yeah, I mean, I think this story's worthy of a pod. Um. And it's a great, it, it's cool that it is our first podcast about a comic book. I mean, I, again, we were, I was telling you guys a while back, but I initially got the, the prequel for this when in Justice League, the Dark Side War, when Batman gets to um, ask the Morbius chair, Mobius chair, not Morbius. That's, Morbius. That's the vampire. <laughs> that's Jared Leto. I'm sorry. My bad. The Mobius chair. Um, he gets to ask a question to it and it, who is the Joker? And it responds that there are three Jokers and that kind of set in motion this story, which to me feels like it's, and it has been, it's been like four or five years. So it's been a long time coming. It's been uh, highly anticipated by the comic community. And uh, lo and behold, the first issue came out on August 25th. We've read it at least three times. And I think we're here to give you kind of a, a good review of what we think about it, where it could be headed. And is it is certainly the first installment worth the hype. And a little bit of a deep dive as well. Not a crazy deep dive where we're going. Well, we're going to do a table page, read, right? Panel by... Isn't this <laughs> a table read? We will be doing a table read. Um, no? 
uh, I, uh, I will be taking the role of Jason Todd, the Red Hood. Oh, uh, man. But, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But also a little bit of a deep dive into some of it. We're not going to go page for page or panel by panel, but some of the big parts, some of the big themes we're going to dissect mm-hmm. a little bit. And, Dad, correct me if I'm wrong. You would know this better than I. Um, did, wasn't this announced, like, when they launched Black Label? Yes. Like, they said that this was going to be, like, there have been a lot of Black Labels to come out, but wasn't this part of, like, the announcement? That is correct. Yeah, this was in that initial announcement. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, when they did announce it, I actually thought the format of this book was going to be larger. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I anticipated being more like magazine size, like Damned. Wasn't Batman Damned that way? Yeah. Um, mind you, I'm not complaining. It, it yeah. from what we got and the quality of the book, the artwork, um, the layout, the uh, um, and the talk for a while was was this going to be in main continuity too? And it seems like this, well, it, we don't know yet. I don't know yet because yeah. other stories, like a good example, and that ties to this beautiful beautifully is the Killing Joke, which was then adapted and brought into the continuity. So as of right now, this looks like a black, a black label standalone, but, um, well, no, well, it does have, it does, it does reference the killing joke. It does. And it references a death in the family. So, so yeah. So it, it, it has to be part of continuity in some, in some regards. Right. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Right. Who knows? (laughs) Because right now we also have, the right. Joker War yeah. plus Joker War. Yeah. Zone. We don't want to talk about that. You plus Joker yeah. War Zone going on. So, I think um, that uh, I think that maybe one day I could give you the issues after I finish that, and you guys could read the Joker War, and maybe maybe we could talk about it. But it's it's not to the level of the quality that just one issue of this book is. So far. I mean, I already trust our friends over at the Let's Go yeah. Podcast at the Let's Go Comic Show, especially our man Chris Evans, who um has not been too keen on it. So I yeah. think, I, I think that's mm-hmm. all we need to know about that. Yeah. But Mr. Zenek, why don't you uh, segue us into this beautiful book here, which I'm yeah. holding right now, but you which guys I can't am, see it. Yeah. Which I'm also holding. You guys can't see it either. It as well, but um, we are holding it. Yeah, now. we are. We are holding it. So we uh, are talking you, about it. Yeah. And both, I will add, I know I can't speak for you, Nick, but I know Nico washed his hands. So hopefully. Um, I did. I did. Oh, mine's, mine's still in you, uh, the plastic. Oh, you, here, oh yours so. is still in the plastic. Yeah. You put his away. <laughs> I okay. put mine we, away. So, you know. We have ours for many <laughs> we, references. We have like 25 copies, which I'll get into later. But um, <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> we've got some that we could just kind of rip the pages out and. It's Man, kind of crazy what my son. You guys didn't like the book. No, nah, it's kind of crazy what my son. You've heard of a VIP before, right? Which stands for very important person. My son has become a VCP person, which is a variant cover person. I'm waking up in the middle of the night to Amazon orders of, of like other covers of this book, and I'm just like, okay, hold my on, God. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, one, I will. I will add on to what my father said, but I will correct him. Um, I have always been a variant cover person. He knows this. I do love variant covers a lot, but you also have to get the regular cover as well. And, um, you know, I liked some of the other ones and he didn't pay for him. He's not worried, but um, uh, but I, I like this book a lot. Do not respond to that right. statement. Do not respond to that statement. You mowed some lawns this week, right? I did mow some lawns. Shout out to <laughs> Justin Kowalski. 
it was uh, Justin Kowalski's idea for me to do so to make some extra bucks, even though I do have a career. But um, he just started showing up at people's houses and mowing lines. I just started doing it. I don't think they paid you though. Some didn't pay me. They, yeah, right, some right. did, and some paid me in a variety of ways. I'm just kidding. Nick lead us into oh, lead oh. us into the book. Oh man! All right, three jokers. Well, it is a beautiful book. So first and foremost, the art is outstanding. Uh, it's just some of the dialogue was absolutely breathtaking as well. Uh, I've been very vocal on Twitter with that. I stopped reading comics like a while ago. So when I bought Three Jokers, this was the comic that ultimately got me back in the game. And rightfully so. So, And I even found out that I never had some of the original, like, the must-have for Batman comics. So once I got Three Jokers, it's like it opened the floodgates. Oh, of course. To kind of get some some books that I've never had before or maybe looking to reread. So, That's the curse of a comic book collector, right? It is. You it pick is. one up, and then because there's references to other things, all of a sudden your mind starts racing, and you're like, oh, I got to go get this. Yeah. I got to go get that, and yeah. this leads to this, and it leads to that. And before you know it, you're uh, you're buying. You're collecting. It's literally, and you can attest to this, Dad, because obviously sure. we go together, but it's what I do with Amazing Spider-Man, what, once a year? Yeah. I stop. Right. And then, and I, then you start. And yeah, then yeah. I get one and then I have to go back 10 right. or back 20. Um, but so Zenik kind of talked about the artwork. Um, mm. Hell of a job by Jason Fabic. Uh, it's some of my favorite artwork, at least recently. I mean, I'm not going to be super bold and say all time or whatever, because that's that would just be me being in the moment. And I read a lot of comics and you've given me a lot to read in my 24 years of life from your day and age, which the comics were just made different. They look different. Yeah, yeah. So some of that artwork still resonates with me because that's how I got into comics through old comics from you. But this is some of my favorite recent artwork, I mean, in, in years. Um, and um, Zenik talked about it, the dialogue and the story beats uh, from Jeff Johns. He usually nails it. And... Um, he usually nails it from a narrative standpoint and so far he has. So what are your thoughts on those kind of two topics, the writing and the yeah, art? Um, you know, first off, when I, when I went to the, to the comic book store and I got it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very impressive, right? The covers and, and yeah. there's a lot of varying covers, but we got the standard one with Joker with the crowbar. Uh, my son then wanted the one with red hood, which was very cool, which is the best cover. Yeah. And then we kind of screwed up and we didn't get the hero one, which was the Batman one. So We've got that one coming on the way. Um, so we did get those three. But, yeah, I was I was really impressed with it. Um, I like the feel of the book. It's heavier. The cover's obviously mm -hmm. of, a, of a cardboard stock. It's harder. Yeah. And uh, I tell you what, you know, I've been, I've been reading steady now. I don't know, since New 52, Rebirth. I mean, I've had quite a go of it here, maybe of about 12, 13 years straight here. Um, oh, since well. the return of Batman, right? I, I took a little break. I, I'm one of those people. I've, I've been reading comics for over 40 years, but there's always been a four or five year break, maybe every 10 years or whatever. I just, you took like a mid, I lose interest. You took like I, a mid 2010 break. That's what I think I did. Right, Cause I right. remember trying to read comics when I was like 10 right? and we would go to the shop and everything. And, sure. Um, where was that in uh in western springs yes uh comics galore that's right um but yeah so you were off for a while yeah so you know like but, like yeah. the new 52 
the court of owls and the, and the death of the family. I mean, there's been some really good Batman stuff. Um, but you know, I, the Tom King run on the current, the city of Maine, the Joker war more often than not, the hype is always much more than what the actual story turns out to be. And, um, so this was refreshing because it's a it's a self-contained event going on that's causing havoc in Gotham City, but at this point it's not taking over the entire city. And I hope it I hope it is more of a personal story, which it looks to be. At least the seeds have been planted in there. And so this for me um is exciting. I look forward to the next issues, obviously I, I, there's only two more, um, which is another thing too, because a lot has to be told in the three issues. This isn't like a 10 or 11 or a 12 part story arc where guys, let's all be honest with each other. As someone who's read these, these comics forever, a lot of things get lost sometimes when you go that long Yeah. or the crossover events where maybe it's only in four issues of Batman and four issues of detective, four issues of Robin, but just too much, too much going on here. So I think they set it up fine here. It's, it's the three characters, right? It's Batman, Babs and Jason, and it's three jokers. Really? No. Wow. No, that's gotta be an error, right? (laughs) Come on. You know, and I, I actually, I did forget to bring at the, forget to say at the top here that, uh, what a coincidence that, there's three Knicks here, and yeah, we're talking about. I, I was gonna, dude. I forgot to. Yeah, that's unbelievable, right? So yeah. isn't isn't that? And that's also the title of the show. Wink, wink. Yeah. Right. Actually, actually, uh, this is a fun a fun fact. But um, at one point, and we don't know, so no one get worried or anything. But at one point, we we were actually thinking of changing the name of the podcast to the three Knicks, which we were saying yeah. because of the three jokers. Right. And we were going to try to draw some artwork with our faces on it. Anyway, it not, it didn't happen, but um, it is a cool story for us. Cause there are three of us, right? There's mm-hmm. supposedly three jokers. There's the three main characters in the story. Um, but so, so that was fun. Yeah. So let, yeah. let's get right into it. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm going to, I've got the book here and maybe let me kind of just direct this a little bit. So, sure. I'm going to, I'm going to speak and then I want you guys to do it. So, you know, initially it starts out and I'll be honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. Cause I really, I was really going to be so hard on this book as I was reading it. I was almost judging it page to page just because of the anticipation and what I hoped it would or would not be. So very quickly we see Bruce come in, right. And he's all scarred up. Yeah. And he's, he obviously he's, he's at his parents' graves and there's, they're, they're kind of disrupted. Alfred stitching him up and right away it takes us to the, um, to the origin story again. Right. We, we then see the, the next couple pages show for the (laughs) zillionth time, the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Right. Which as I was reading it, as I sat down and, and, you know, turned the light on and no one was home, the dog was cool. He wasn't barking. I was just like, Oh, okay. I'm like, so we're going to get this again. So how did you guys feel about that? I mean, 
because I was really worried. And then I'll, I'll, we'll talk a little bit about what that probably leads into, but I was almost like, did they really waste like the first three, four pages on this book on this three part story to just show us the, the death of Thomas Mm -hmm. and Martha Wayne. How I feel about it is, um, like we said, this is a, a black label book. So it's something that can be read. It's something that I know you need a little knowledge, but the first 10 pages do a good job of filling you in. So it's almost like a little bit of exposition that anyone can pick up on in case you didn't know his parents died. This is how it happened. Um, so I was just kind of being hard on it. You think, but any Batman fan would, I feel like, I feel like any Batman fan, like, I mean, there's is, a is lot this of BVS, people... Nick? Is this BVS? Yeah. <laughs> but no. Scott, did Zack Snyder? Did he was well, he consulted? Well, he's done it the best. No, I know he did I'm it the best being, way. I understand. But um, like I know people are gonna roll their eyes if Reeves does it too, which he's going to, which you know Matt Reeves is going to. He's gonna show it again. He's gonna show it. He will show it. You know what? Again, I got steak dinner number two, but we'll talk about that later. No, steak dinner number two. Whoa. Whoa. I don't think, I don't think it's not a good bet. Wow. Man. What he can do is do an MCU Spider-Man and never acknowledge it whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they could do because we don't need Uncle Ben anymore. Um, Anyway. um, So what did did you think, Nick? As you, as you, as you sit down and you go through the first four or five pages what were your yeah. thoughts on seeing the uh, the lovely Martha Wayne, the handsome Thomas Wayne, oh, and their young, bright-eyed son coming out of their theater saying, man, he loved the Mark of Zorro. And and we all know what's going to happen, right? But apparently yeah. Nick says there's some people that don't. So Yeah, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker causes a riot, <laughs> and then some clown guy kills his parents. Shout out to Chris Evans from the Let's Go Podcast. It's been a Netflix thing, right? His favorite film of all time. Right. Um, Zenick, oh god! Go uh, no, I think it's exactly what you said. I think it was just more like a callback, kind of you letting you know a little insight of what maybe the, the story is going. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we get it for Barbara, maybe for Jason in the next issues too. I wouldn't be surprised if it opens kind of. That way for each of them, uh, we'll see. Um, I was more intrigued with the way, like, Bruce and Alfred, the dialogue and the illustration that was shown that way where Alfred is stitching Bruce up and then you're seeing, like, all the different fights that Bruce has had and just mm-hmm. the, the trauma. And it's like, you know, I felt it. Like, it was it was so vivid. It was dark. It was uh, – but, yeah, as, as far as the callback goes – yeah, it's a little annoying that literally everywhere we have to see it, but I think it was I think it was for a reason. You know, I don't think they would have wasted three, four pages out of a fifty four page book if it wasn't gonna have Well, here's the thing. So, some reason well, right. in the end. So maybe that, that gets answered because then we find out that the Joker kills, okay, the last remaining member of the Moxon, I think that's how you pronounce it, crime yeah. family. Yeah. And the Moxon crime family was maybe the people that were behind the murders of Thomas and Martha. They may have been the people You mean that... it's not the Court of Owls? No. <laughs> no, this is not the Court of Owls. Right. So now we're – so now I kind of get it, all right? So now he, we, he's played that whole thing, the imagery of whatnot – and so that's the Joker's first strike, right? Yeah. And that is the 
the criminal Joker, right? Yeah. Can I uh, go ahead? Can I segue real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into the actual acts of the Joker in this book, um, or in this where it in this um time in this current situation, um, is we see. And I was waiting for you guys all to go so I could kind of wrap mm-hmm. up this topic. I also think it, they show the origin again to show the psychological, the psychological trauma that Bruce went through, right? Right. Then, as Zenick alluded to, we start seeing all this physical pain that he's endured over the years. Right. And there's only one panel per his villains, except for the Joker. There's multiple. So the Joker has caused him many, many scars. There you go. Physical yeah. scars. Yeah. Well said. And that's the whole theme to me of the first third of this book are scars. Cause then it shows, then it shows not only his scars from the Joker, mm-hmm. it shows the scar from Barbara and it shows the scar for Jason. He mm-hmm. left. So now it translates into some of this pain and trauma that this person has endured then it shows the physical pain from the Joker. Then it shows the physical pain the Joker has caused to two people related to Bruce in a way. Right. So the first part of this book is all scars, right? And it's showing the pain and the cycle of pain. And I'm going to allude to that later, the cycle of pain the Joker has caused and how these characters all have these flashbacks to him when they're doing everything. Then right. that takes us into the killing of the Moxon family and then continue Dan. Right. And then, and then obviously from there, we, we segue to, to Barbara Gordon, who's at a gym. She's on the treadmill and she's hearing the breaking news of the Joker killing a comedian, right? A beloved Gotham comedian. And, um, it's obviously setting her off. She's becoming overstimulated to the point of where she's running so fast that she breaks the treadmill. And then she has her flashback moment, if you will, from obviously the killing joke. And then, uh, you know, this works, I I guess, I, I, I don't know why this worked better for me than the Batman one, even though you so eloquently explained the reasoning behind all of them. So this works very good. We see her, flashing back to the Joker shooting her. Um, and that Joker act is done by the Joker called the comedian. The comedian. So what did, what did you guys think of that whole um, Babs's whole, uh, whole section here? I'll let you take Ooh. that. Nikki. Well, first off the, uh, that part of the gym was, was very, uh, that was interesting considering just seeing Barbara's like reaction to the whole thing and then seeing the callback of when what Joker did to her and I feel like and then we'll get into this a little later because Barbara probably plays the biggest part in this entire story I would argue because of what happens in the third act and again we'll get to it but just seeing how they're really they really set that up that she's gonna have that big big payoff at the end uh i'm trying i'm trying to think how to process because it was it was so it was like it was weird you know like it was i'm trying to think why don't you guys go because i feel like i have a theory but i don't want to say it too early because i want to save it for the end but yeah um no i just i just think it's their um the joker is 
the Joker in this, and I won't get too far ahead into Jason because this is next, mm-hmm. but the Joker does something and his crime that night is reminiscent of something involving the character. So, okay, killing the Moxon family is killing the people associated with killing the Waynes. Killing this comedian is killing a persona that the Joker took on for the killing joke. 100%. So yeah. now get yeah. into Jason's dad. And right. We'll... So then we segue into Jason. Now Jason's at a, um, I think it's a cemetery, right? Yeah. And he's beating the crap out of the Joker goons who he's tracked down. <laughs> so he, he's the only guy that's really on the trail early Yeah. of the Joker. We find that out. And um, he's trying to find the Joker and he's trying to beat it out of these guys. And then we get the, we get the flashback of what the Joker did to Jason, right? Um, and so, I guess I I'm I'm going to piggyback what you're saying, but Jason's very violent, yeah. and yet he's recalling the violence that was done to yeah. him by the Joker, it's, right? It's so so really what John's what he's doing here is he's really taking those acts, right? The scars, which you said, mm-hmm. and they're going through them. Is it's is it's appropriate to each one? Yes, absolutely. And and for me, um, Jason's to me everything he does with the involving the Joker always stands out to me more because he does, which we will allude to yeah. again later. But mm-hmm. he adopts the mantle of one of the known origins in our mind, or one of the mm-hmm. one of the takes that was affiliated with the origin of the Joker. So. And he's violent. He crosses this line that Batman won't. So he almost embodies the Joker in some, some ways, right, which is absolutely. crazy. So like we said, there's, there's the scar. So we see the scars and then we see them in some ways reliving them. And then the Joker is performing these acts as the character is doing something that brings them back or brings them full circle or creates a, uh, an imprint, a memory, an image, etc. Um, so Zenik, what's your take on the, on the Jason Todd one? The Jason Todd one. I mean, first off, just the dialogue that Jason has throughout this whole book is just mind, mind blowing. Uh, I love, well, I didn't love it cause it's kind of messed up, but just the way that Joker was just messing with Jason the entire time, like the dialogue of, Oh, maybe I can be your Robin or you're or like, you're more like me than you even thought. Like, if not, why would you like, why would you dress like me? So it's, it's like those, those little things that Joker just continue to like throw in. And then you know that, that they're setting up for Jason to do the thing or a thing at the end. So obviously Nico, you already said it, you know, Jason's always, always fascinating because whenever you throw in the red hood and you throw a Batman in there, you know, you're getting, fantastic dialogue you know you're getting really good emotional beats and then you throw a barber in the mix and then you throw all three of them together and you pair them with the one person that that's given all of them some emotional trauma in their life and it's all circling back to the big bat uh so yeah so i i still think that barbara has the most important role in the book but jason by far has the most pivotal maybe if that makes sense but Again, it's so hard not to like give it away because the third act is really going to be like where, where I think all of us kind of set off. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, then what happens basically is there's a crime scene at Ace Chemicals. There are two dead bodies, actually three dead bodies. Three dead bodies. Um, 
all of them have the Joker toxin. Uh, is it? It's Gordon's there. Uh, Harvey's there. Bullock. Everyone. Uh, the whole the whole Gotham City Police Force is there. Batman arrives. He's got great dialogue with Gordon. They're trying to figure out how how is the Joker committing all these at once. these simultaneous crimes. Right. Mm -hmm. That's really the gist of it. We don't need to break it down too much more. Then Bab shows up, and um, you know she throws her two cents into it too. Um, they're very observant. They realize that at Ace Chemicals, a tanker is missing with a vat of the substance, mm -hmm. which we don't know if it's the Joker toxin or it's it's something like that, you know. Um, and from that point forward, uh, they take away one of the guys that you think is dead, one of the goons that that is the toxin, kind of comes to life, mm -hmm. and they call the ambulance. They take him away. And Batman and Batgirl are going to follow in route who's in <laughs> the ambulance. It was like a scene in the dark night. <laughs> absolutely right. Well, this 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 goes back to when you got Jason Hood, there are no rules, right? There are no rules. So we find out that Jason's in the ambulance and he's once again looking to beat the crap out of the Joker infected person to find out where he's at. Very BBS and, Batman way. Yeah, and all hell kind of breaks loose. And this this is where the book gets really good from the from the crime scene at Ace to the the dialogue between Batman and Jim and Harvey and the police department and Babs coming on board. And now chaos ensues as always when Jason shows up. As always. So how did you guys feel about this this particular um instance? Because then we go into something that's crazy, but let's, yeah. let's talk about this first because it's important. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, this one, the book really picks up because um, it's when all the exposition and all the, all the, all the history lessons as meaningful as they are. It's also a chance to inform maybe a new reader. It's, it's all over and we get right here, right now. We establish even through the characters how could he have done three things at once? Are there three jokers? There were three right. sites. The hell does it mean? Mm -hmm. They are three characters intertwine. And there's a dialogue between Bruce and Barbara that I'll save for later that I think is going to have a massive, um, a mat that, that I think will play a massive part in the following issue. Um, but man, it's cool to see them interact because it's classic. It's, mm -hmm. You got the Girl Scout following the rules and Jason not following the rules. Right. So they give you and they also give you once a quick reminder of who we're dealing with here in the Bat Family. And um, that's kind of it before something else crazy ensues. So Zenik, just give us a quick thoughts on the whole mm -hmm. scene where they all come together and the conflict of shit. There's three of these guys is established. Mm. Yeah, no, first of all, like, I, I love the, the detective work that was going on prior, like just the dialogue between Gordon, Bullock, Barbara, Batman. Uh, I better see Harvey Bullock in that weird trilogy because he just never fails to. Harvey Bullock, yeah. He yeah, just great. never fails to crack me up, man, great. even yeah. in the comics. Yeah. And, like, and like, I love how even in this one, he wasn't like so snarky. He was like three of them. Like there's three of them now. And like you can tell like he wasn't doing the whole back and forth with Batman. He was like. He wanted Batman to figure it out, so I kind of, I kind of like that. They kind of, they kind of toned it down at least for the situation. Uh, the Red Hood, man, 
getting getting in that ambulance. That was that was crazy, man. I gotta admit, that was some crazy stuff. Uh, but the part that stood out to me was, and hopefully, Nico, I hope this isn't stealing your thing or taking it away. And if it is, I'm sorry. But um, I'm gonna stop you if you if you get there. Then I'm gonna stop you. All right. But go ahead. Go ahead. The the part where Bruce and Barber are talking. No, 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 no. All right. Okay. Then keep moving. Then keep moving. Then no. Yeah. No. No. And then you know what? I'm glad we have that same thought. Yeah. Because because that immediately stood out to me. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Well, this so is here. This is why. Don't, I you, just, don't you dare. <laughs> so now remember now. Yeah. We, we're this far into the story and they're, and they're, you know, they're talking about how could one guy do this? There's probably some imitators, right? Uh, anybody could put, you know, white makeup on and, and dress like the Joker, right? So now we come to the part that really kind of blew my mind. Okay. And that is where we we get to the tanker, right? Joker's driving the tanker. He did steal the tanker, by the way, from Ace Chemicals. Technically. And I'm sure it's filled with some chemicals from Ace Chemicals, right? And he shows up at a – it looks to be a nice secluded cabin in the middle of the woods somewhere. A beautiful safe house. I'm not sure if that's on the outskirts of Gotham somewhere or whatever, but um, very creepy. And lo and behold – he goes, and there's another Joker. So now we've got two Jokers having dialogue with each other, right? And they're playing off each other. They're kind of getting cocky, arrogant with each other. One's better than the other one or whatever. And then they say, well, he's got a plan. And they have to talk to him. And then they go to a boss Joker, right? So... I would be lying to you guys if I thought I, this is where the story to me got crazy because I know where shape way, shape or form thought there were actually going to be three physical jokers. Now where they go with this, we'll figure it out later as the story's told, but that was a major curveball to me because I thought it was going to be more metaphorical to me. I didn't think there was really going to be three jokers and it appears that they're three jokers, albeit one of them seems like the boss and probably the real joker. So what did you guys think when you when you saw this? Yeah, I'm going to be short and sweet with this. Yeah. We At least I forget, Nick, what your prediction was, but I just because we, we've talked about it endlessly, Dan, is we, we both thought there wouldn't actually be three. The three meant something else. And in some ways, my theory was right in terms of the things he represented, the three right. events he represents. But there were physically three visible on a panel. Right. Um, like we said, whether or not what this turns into, what, whatever the story turns out to be. But all we know is there's a panel where you see three and there are three interacting and it's, it's physically, tangibly happening in a panel. Uh, so that blows my mind already. And that's when the story really takes hold because – by God, there are three here visible. Um, what did you think of that, Nick? So we, we, we have behaved uh, on the cursing side for so long here already. And well, I, I haven't, I, but you two and, 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 I'm, and I'm very disappointed to break it here, but what an absolute mindfuck moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that, that is the most appropriate thing that I can say, at least just for, just for this scene. Just seeing two jokers talk to each other, and then you find out that there's, a, there's another boss joker uh mm -hmm. 
I have a theory that again, I don't know if we want to say it now, but I feel like I'll say one I'll say one thing and then I'll elaborate on it a little later, maybe. The prestige. So if you've seen the prestige and you know what the plot is, my theory is that's where it's kind of going, where it's kind of the, the greatest trick that a magician ever pulled was making you think it was real. Kind of something like that. So so what you guys may think I'm I mean when I say that, we'll elaborate on that there but yeah man that was wild that that was that was wild guys okay so then we cut from there to you know everybody knows when you when you fight a, a joker thug and he has a wrench with remnants of seawater on it right <laughs> oh, that it's insane. coming from the gotham aquarium right Always, because of always, the substance always, of the seawater. So I knew that like right away I, I didn't want to I don't want to act like I'm <laughs> the laughing fish there you go <laughs> there you go, right? So now our three members of the Bat family, and this is really cool, right? Yeah. Because they're going to work together, even though you know they can't work together because of Jason. But <laughs> Batman, Batgirl, and Jason team up. They head to the Gotham Aquarium, and they are going to look for clues there and attempt to figure out what's going on. And yes, Nick, as you so eloquently said, there's, first of all, there's really great dialogue between the three of them. Um, I love the crack about the, the Batman with his flashlight and Jason says, yeah. oh, that's not going to attract any attention, right? <laughs> and Batman kind of says, like, he doesn't really care if he was, you know, he's looking to attract attention. <laughs> and then great. we see that beautiful Joker shark. <laughs> and, they, and they realize that all the, all the, the toxins or everything is in the aquarium. And um, this, I don't know if I've ever seen this guy before, right? But they they then get attacked by a bunch of Joker goons led by Gaggy, Gaggy, Gaggy who's a little fella. Um, at first, he looks like a really, really demented version of like the ventriloquist of the of uh, Scarface, right? Scarface, yeah. Because he's a little guy with the bowl haircut or whatever, and the really <laughs> bad teeth. He's really sadistic. And he comes on with his goons, and I'm going to kind of leave it from there with you guys. Um, obviously, a fight ensues. Um, there's going to be some 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 really good back and forth. Mm-hmm. The uh, the glass is going to crack, as it usually will if you are in an aquarium and you start firing gunshots at it. <laughs> Gaggy looks like the shark eats him, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Mr. J, Mr. J shows up. Well, one of Mr. J shows up, right? And again, it's not a it's not a particularly long drawn out battle. He gets taken down very quickly, and so let's let I'm gonna let you guys speak to it from there. Zenit, go first this time. <laughs> oh no, man! Come on, you, you know no, that is, I... is Gaggy your favorite villain? Of course, so far. Oh, of Do course. You want to see the three Gaggies? I want to see Gaggy <laughs> in the Weaves trilogy, man. Come on. Uh, you know, anytime that Jason's teaming up with a fam- bat family, that you know he's got an agenda. So this entire time, I'm just reading the panel. I'm like, man, when's Jason gonna snap, man? Like, like when's he just gonna push Batman into a wall and just go after the Joker, or, or when's he gonna lock Barbara in a room or something? You know, because I'm like, you right. know, the whole time the guy is just plotting his move so he can just go after the Joker. So, uh, the fight scene is what it is. I mean, you can't have a comic book and not have a fight scene in it. <laughs> Uh, to be honest. So, 
again, this whole thing is like one big slow build, man. You know, they're like each panel gets darker, some get crazier, but we're getting closer and closer to to the big one, guys. Yeah, the thing that um the thing about this fight that on my second read was more obvious than the first, because like I'm not sure if it was the same for you, Zenik, but for me and my dad, we had to read it two, three times. Cause the first time was like all hype and you're like waiting the whole time. Like you're yeah. almost every yeah. panel you read, you're anticipating what's coming so much. That's hard you're to not paying attention. It's hard to dial right. in. Yeah. Um, this fight. Um, and this is why I do got to give John's credit. He's very, he's usually pretty simple in his writing, but he's always intentional. Like he never puts anything in there. That's not going to get addressed or have some sort of payoff. Right away, Gaggy says, and he includes Batman in this. Yeah, kill them, but keep Red Hood alive. Yeah. Right, yeah. we want him. Yeah. And then Gaggy even throws a shot yeah. and goes, "We know how something." He says something to him, and I don't want to go to the yeah. comic because we put it down, and I don't want to take time. But he basically <laughs> makes a joke to Jason about begging for his life. Right. And what's funny is we know the Joker never really wants to kill Batman, but Gaggy's orders were kill everyone but the Red Hood. So as my dad is about to get into, we're about to segue into the big crescendo here. This fight, in my opinion, this is where theories and stuff come into play. Yeah. But this fight was scripted to aggravate and tempt a one Jason Todd. Correct. A Red Hood into retaliating in some form so dad take us take us into what happens right finally so, after he wow, kills right. gaggy by the way so so obviously <laughs> uh they take the joker down uh one of the jokers they time to a chair and batman gets a call from gordon that something else is going on the joker spotted elsewhere batman says this situation's under control Barbara, you stay here with Jason. I'm going to take off. And I'm going to go by Jim. I'm going to go see the other Joker or Jokers. Or Already whatever. a bad move by Bats. Right. Already a bad so move by Bats. What, what happens in the next four or five pages is, is, is what the book, is what makes the book great, right? Oh, and man. what you have is a Joker captured. And, you know, there's when I'm reading this too in, in – and Babs is like, does he have anything on him? Check his pockets, right? It is terrifying because it's the Joker, right? Mm -hmm. So you read this and you're like, I know it's Jason and it's Barbara, but so my first thing was he's going to get away. He's, he's going to hurt one of them. And that's, what's great too, right? Cause you're always, you're always afraid of the Joker, or what he does have up his sleeve. Right. But it really doesn't go there. Even though the fear is there. Where it goes is methodically and brilliantly, the Joker absolutely tears down Jason, his psyche. Man. Absolutely, for all practical purposes, tries to make the biggest bitch out of him and succeeds. And it's like, as a reader, you're getting angry at the Joker too because you're like, stop it, man. You've tormented this poor kid enough. You killed him. And now you're making him relive everything and humiliating him by 
saying what he said. And, and in that moment where Jason's starting to boil and, and points the gun at him, it's so brilliantly done with Barbara, right? Cause Barbara's standing there and, and she's physically not doing anything, but she's saying, stop, please don't, don't do it. Stop. But the crescendo keeps building and <laughs> building and he doesn't stop that goddamn joker. He yeah. goes on and on and you're reading and it's so good. It's so great. And the emotion is there and boom. He shoots the Joker, Jason. Babs is supposed to stop him. She threw the battering, but she missed. And as Jason so eloquently put it, when do you ever miss? So I've, I've explained it. You know how I feel. And we'll, we're going to talk about where it goes. But what did you guys, I mean, was it that good for you? Was it that riveting? Zenit, go first. Oh man, you want me to take this? Jeez, the build-up, guys. We finally made it the entire way. Man, man, that dialogue between Jason and the Joker was riveting. Man, I'm just you. You said it perfectly, man. I'm just sitting there the whole time, and like Joker just instigating Jason and breaking him down mentally, and he's like, "Come on, you know you want to kill me. Come on, just do it already." Like Batman's not here, you know you want to do right. it. And and it's just like, at one point, yeah, you're sitting there, you're reading the book, you're like, Jason, man, just pop the guy. Like, at this point. Right, yeah, like, right, exactly. Like, just yeah. do it, man. Because yeah, it's yeah. like, at this point, you're rooting for him to do it. And and it's like, again, like like I said earlier, like, just the way that Joker is, like, calculating, like, calculating his words, like, it was just, I'm just, I'm just sitting there in awe. Like, I just couldn't believe it. And it, like, it just kept going on and on. And then you have Barbara, who's the X Factor in all of this. She's just like, Jason, no, don't do it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, can, right, I right. can kick your ass, but don't do it. Come on. Right, exactly right. And it's like, okay, we might as well just get into this now. Barbara would not have missed, guys. Let's let's just, let's not. just let's just be up front here. Barbara could have kicked his ass in two seconds if she wanted to. She could have stopped him. She could have stopped him. So I'm like, why she didn't? Nico has the perfect theory for this, but I'm just like. Come on, guys. Barbara was literally the aspect in here. And why wouldn't that Joker not even mention Barbara the whole time when she's just standing there? Why was it just targeted towards Jason? So, the whole time, man. Yeah. Yeah. What would you think, Nick? Was I, I know we've talked about it to an extent, and I know you're waiting to, to unravel here, buddy. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, um, I've read a lot of comic books. I've read a lot of books. I've watched a lot of TV. I've watched a lot of movies. Um, bought a lot of variant covers. Bought a lot of variant covers uh, <laughs> for this book primarily. Listen, um, when people say that this story is as good as it can be, it is. Um, this is – comics have been complex before. Comics have challenged you before. Colin, comics can be deep and – address themes this is one of the most um complex things i've ever read in terms of a comic book with one of the best payoffs because we as an audience are more like barbara and jason than batman we are how human beings are wired uh zenik you said it beautifully i'm reading this and i'm going kill him kill him shoot him 
we know the right thing is Batman's code, right? Don't kill. But I have always seen Jason sign. This is why Under the Red Hood is one of my favorite Batman yeah. stories. People call it overrated. I get it. It's the idea of by protecting your little code, how many more millions of people are going to die? You, you know? And what I talked about at the beginning for this is the most payoff in one issue I think I've ever gotten from like a complexity standpoint in one issue is at, at the beginning, we see the scars, we see the cycle of pain, right? The Joker, this Joker, and it's the clown explains he's the trap here. He is, and I quote, he is the cycle of pain each one of you is trapped in. He is telling them, I am your guys' pain. Mm -hmm. I'm the trap here. And what the trap is, is the trap is to get them to break the cycle of pain that Batman won't. And they succeed with Jason. Jason does it. So the first cycle of pain, Jason's cycle of pain is now broken. He's free to an extent. He's also condemned, but he's free now, right? Mm. And Barbara... The blood isn't just on Jason's hands. Barbara wouldn't have missed. She did the whole, oh, I tried to stop you thing because she wants to please Batman. She wants to follow the code. But she, in her mind, knows she's more thinking like Jason is. And there's a beautiful shot, and this is why I give Jeff Johns and Jason Fabic a lot of credit. There is a shot of Barbara's boots and blood touches it. Mm -hmm. To me, that symbolizes the blood's on her too. Mm -hmm. yep. The blood is on her too. So she storms off and from Jason, we hear, damn, I hope that's the right one. Whoa. He hopes what he just did actually ended things once and for all, but we know it's not. Oh. Now, do you, can, do you guys want to comment on what I said and then I'll get into, and then we should get into where we think it's going. Yeah. You, so here, you pick you're, you're absolutely right. Um, it, whether it's the right one or the wrong one doesn't really matter at this point because he did the act. He took him down. He shot him. And Batgirl, for all practical purposes, did too. That's why she ran away. Yeah. Because she doesn't know what she's going to tell Bruce, right? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know what she's going to say, right? You know. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it, it, it brought you all that. It gave you that climactic act of jason and by the way it wasn't like unbelievable i wasn't shocked that jason shot him I wasn't but it was the way it was done with the goading of the joker yeah um just like all you guys said the the about batman breaking his code about remember what you said i'll be your robin if you don't kill me i mean just <sighs> unbelievable dialogue you know but um so at the end of the story there's one joker dead Jason crossed, he, he crossed, he did something that Batman doesn't do, but he does it anyway, right? Yeah. And Batgirl's conflicted because she's like, I don't know if I'm going to be in trouble. I don't know what to do. I got to figure this out. So there's a lot of loose ends, right? Really nothing was resolved, even though a lot went down. Mm -hmm. We still don't know what the hell's going to happen here, right? We really don't. Mm -hmm. And that's what's great about the story is that very few of these stories really leave you on the edge of your seat where you can't wait for the next issue. Okay. So we'll get into a little bit where it goes, but first issue for me had everything right. It had, um, there was history in there. 
there was there was horror in it there was mystery in it um it was confusing there was beautiful dialogue just getting on, on the written side and the artwork was absolutely spectacular so it was quite a ride you know it, it's very rare that i'll read a story three or four times Mm -hmm. and not either be overly bored or overly analytical of it. And every time I read the story, it got a little bit better for me to the point of where I'm really satisfied with where I'm at with it right now and eagerly waiting for the next two weeks when round two comes out. So theory time. What does it mean time? Where does it go time? We ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. We just talked a lot. So you kicked this one off. All right. The the doors have been open, correct? They have been open. All right. I don't know. Sorry. No, I'm just making sure because... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The doors yeah. are open. Okay. Oh, is this a spoiler review? No, I'm just kidding. I mean... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, oh, shit. Man. I mean, I'm you're sorry. Gonna, you're going to yeah. say that. I'm just... It's just a bad joke. I mean, but we waited this yeah, long yeah. for yeah. to be able no, to do No, no. If yeah. anybody's... You'll say it on the thing. You have to read the, the book first, you know. I'll put, I will I will put a spoiler tag. Yeah. Hey guys, here's our spoiler yeah. tag. Uh if you're just joining us yeah. at the 50 minute mark, uh this will be a spoiler podcast. Right. Now go back to the beginning and re-listen. Right. Have we really been doing this for 50 minutes? Jeez. I don't know. That was a rush. <laughs> that that was like a spitball. Yeah. I have no idea actually. Probably it's probably sounds right. Who cares? Uh we're having It sounds here. about right. Yeah. yeah. Um all right. Because before I was so nicely interrupted, I wasn't rudely interrupted because I'm glad that that we saved it. The part where Bruce told Barbara, "This Jim, no, you just know already that Barbara's gonna be the focal point of issue number two, guys." And yeah. she's one of the covers. Yeah, so. and, she's, and yes. she's one of the covers. Yeah, so which we will be getting because VCP. <laughs> oh, geez. hashtag VCP. Hashtag oh, VCP. Man, VCP. But, Oh, very encouraging. You came <laughs> up with it. Now, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you we're led going the show, brother. Oh, man. As Damien would say, I thought you would have been a little bit more on point, father. Damien, the best Robin. Shut up. <laughs> how, how come I've been disconnected? I will so end the stream right now. Okay, Zena, get into uh, get into theories and, and don't you dare take mine. Get into your theory. You know I'm gonna take yours. You just you, you handed me the ball here, man. No, I did hand you the ball. With it. That's fine. That's Go fine. For it. That's Go fine. For it. If you, you want to run with you the handed ball, me the Joker fine. card, and now I'm not gonna throw. I'm gonna throw it on the table here. Come on. Go for it. I'm in. You, That's fine. You, did, you didn't check my pocket, so that was your first mistake. So I did, I didn't. You're right. Yeah. Wow. You're they're Your loaded. They're loaded because you are the trap. <laughs> yes, we are. Ha 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 You want no beef? You want no beef? All right. Hey, by We're the just... way, um, the cards that came with, they're, I think they're worth like five hundred dollars now. So don't don't anybody sell get all of them on eBay now. What cards? I didn't get no cards. You didn't get a card with it? No, I just got this little card in the back here. Oh, oh dude, oh, a card didn't a card. come in yours. No. Oh, oh dude! Unless card. it fell out, which I don't think it did. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> a bad I'm shaft sorry. job. I, we should have told everybody it comes with like, it comes with. Zanik, we might have to give you this card then. Yeah, because we have. Oh three. man, we have I'm, three. I'm like legit. It comes with this card. Man, is it? Right. 
Maybe I don't know. I'll once look we'll see. Yeah. Once I'll look into it. Yeah. That's fine. I'll, I'll look into <laughs> it. That wasn't even purposeful. I'll look. Yeah, yeah, I'll sorry. look into it. Rachel. Okay. And, and you'll never have to. No. Okay. So Hashtag uh, best Batman movie. I'm Stop it. What, where are we Stop at? it. All right. Uh, get into Nick. Oh, your the theory. theory. The yeah. Theory, right. theory. Yes. We're talking about how, how the best Batman movie doesn't even need the Joker. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Stop it. Stop it. Get oh, into your man. theory, you um, bastard. <laughs> so my, my my theory is, first off, okay, so Jason did the thing. He did a thing, but arguably he did the thing. I think Barbara's going to do the same thing. But whether or not it actually is Barbara is still up in the air because that dialogue between Bruce and Babs, where she's like, does Jim know that you're Batgirl? And... He's, she's like, of course not. But Jim knows, I believe, because there was a scene where he's like, be careful, Barbara, or something like that when, when Batgirl's riding off. So I think Jim already knows because he's a detective, but I don't think Barbara's told him yet. Maybe that's what I kind of alluded to. So my thing is it could be kind of like a killing joke 2.0 where maybe Babs, Commissioner Gordon, the Joker all come for a circle. And who gets the Joker first between Jim and Barbara is going to be up in the air. But if what happened with Jason in this issue is any indication, I cannot wait to see what happens to Barbara here. But my theory is that Barbara goes through number two. So. Thank you. That's for not going all the way in. Thank you for not going all the way in. Um, so uh, on our pod where a lovely, beautiful friend of the show known as Zach Nicholson, he asked us uh, what are our theories on the three Jokers, and we all shared ours. Um, I said that the story is going to center around the, the trauma he's caused these three characters with um, Jason's and Barbara's being things that happened and with Batman's maybe being the entire career or something to come. Um, to piggyback off what Zenick said, like I said, Jeff Johns is intentional. He is. And in and, and all of his work I read, he never puts anything in there that isn't later addressed, dissected, um, carried on, etc. Um, Barbara will now, the second issue will be Barbara confronting in person the comedian. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. Um, He's dressed like the one who shot her. He's going to bait her the way the clown baited Jason. And worse, because there's that line in there of Jim doesn't know, Jim Gordon will be present and the Joker will, and this is not like, I'm just, I'm speculating here. The Joker will not only bait Barbara, he'll bait her father and say, I shot your daughter. She is Batgirl and Batman has put her in this world. And because of him, she was crippled. She was shot in cold blood. And I don't know if it'll be Barbara who kills him and maybe Jim, but they're going to off the second one. And my big prediction now for the entire story is the Joker's plan in, in, in this story is to get Batman to kill him. Finally, is to break Batman, to break his code. And how he does that, you make Jason do it. You make Barbara do it. You make Jim Gordon do it. You make everyone else do it but you. And then it turns into uh, peer pressure, if you will. Hey, we all did it. 
and the world's a little bit safer, can you? And the big payoff of the last issue is going to be is if, is if Batman does it or not. That's my prediction. Um, and that's all I got on that, Dad. How about you? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the second issue, what you guys talked about with Barbara and Jim and the comedian Joker is fairly obvious. Um, the big payout here is that somehow the Joker is going to use the death of, of the Waynes sure. to try to get him to break his code. So there's going to be, hence that's why there were those, that flashback at the beginning of this first issue here. Um, so rather than, than see, cause this thing here, his greatest, this was, it's got a chance to not be good. It does. Yeah. If it fair. doesn't stick a landing. Okay. Sure. Because as great as this first issue was, my biggest fear is that it's just another story mm-hmm. with no impact. And um, what we got with issue one was a great story. Really still not a whole lot of impact yet. So hence, I, I guess rather than theory, than give you guys theories, I'm going to tell you what I hope it's not. Sure. I hope it's not that he created these clones or cause they sure look like him, you know, but yeah. again, I, I, I fear what, what the, I fear that what these other Joker guys are, I don't really believe there's three Jokers, but how that's explained how he went about going to do it is going to have a lot of, a lot of substance for me as to whether or not this story is going to hold water or not. Um, whether it's going to be, when it's going to be credible to me going forward, something's going to have to happen uh, for it to have the major impact and not just be another story. I don't believe having Batman kill the Joker. I don't, that's still, that's going to be too controversial. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Which is why I'm so fascinated with it. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. because how is it going to have an impact if he doesn't kill the Joker? So, or does got, he have to? No. Okay. He doesn't have to kill the Joker for it to have a good impact, but therein lies the beauty of the story. What could possibly happen in the story to where this will be talked about for years to become and become a big part of the Batman mythos going forward? So, so act one was great. It was set up. It was beautifully. We all think we know where it's going with Act Two. I have no idea how he finishes this thing off. I don't even want to theorize on it. I really don't, because what I don't want is fake Jokers up the ass. Even though I believe that there is only one Joker, but they've got to explain that in a way that makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were three. Maybe there 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 were three going around for a while, right? It's possible. I would prefer that explanation that there was like one boss Joker, and maybe there were these other guys. I I can buy that a little bit better. I would like that if that's what it is. And now all of a sudden these guys are willing to basically be suicide bombers, right? To, they're willing to get themselves sacrificed mm-hmm. because they're driving the hero to kill them. 
The cult of Joker. Right. The cult of Joker. <laughs> there you go, right? Yeah. Maybe he he's that's a nice story. That he's had these other two guys for whatever a decade in Gotham and they're so subservient and under his control that now this is his purpose why he had them. So there's a lot of ways it could go that I don't want it to go. Um and therein lays the fascination with with how good or, or not this story is going to be. I'm skeptical, gentlemen. Mm. I mean, we just I just gave you a raving review for this first issue. They still got to prove it to me. They got to stick they got to stick the landing. They got to give me something that when I'm done reading this story makes sense in some kind of continuity and has some kind of effect with either reinforcing who Batman is, who the family is, that is not just a cliche, you know, not yeah. just like, well, he's Batman, he never kills or whatever. So mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, I love your guys' theories, but I don't think any of us have any idea really. Because the ideas that I do have would make it not a really good story. It, it, it's not, the payoff's not going to be real good. And I'm not looking to go there. No, and I'm with you. And we've, like I said, and we've seen that with comics before. Um, forever. Forever. Like, even even in, uh, th this is why I'm so impressed with the first issue, is like you said earlier, usually when they capture the Joker and Batman leaves, he escapes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's on the run again. But this one, you, you know, went deeper and it went ballsier than that. Um, I'm going to give you an example here. And, and again, I don't, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you something like, like there was a long, there was a, a storyline called No Man's Land. Um, it, it, some people love it, some people hate it. I love it. it, I, it, it, I, it it's, I like it. A it's lot. tremendous. I mean, yeah. it went on forever. It involved everybody or whatnot. And at the very tail end of that story, amongst a bunch of things that happened that I want to get into, um, the Joker essentially kills Jim Gordon's second wife, Sarah Essen who was also on the police department is like an assistant to Jim. She might've at the time even been the, the police commissioner. And it, at the end of that story, Gordon's got the gun to Joker's head. And Batman basically tells him like, if you want to do it, I'm not going to stop you. And Gordon doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Obviously the Joker still lives. That story's always resonated with me in the continuity because it it showed you that it it showed you the beauty of Jim Gordon. Here's a man whose wife was killed by the Joker, and he has a chance to pull a bullet in his head. And Batman's not throwing a battering at him. He's not taking him down, knocking him out of the alley. He he basically is going to stand down. And Jim still can't do it. So we've seen that before. I've seen it before. Yeah. I don't want this story to be that again. similar to that, right? I don't want it to be that again. And I don't want Batman to kill the Joker because if he does, the beauty of it, though, is if he does, it will have major ramifications going forward. It will set off a shitstorm. Of the of unbelievable proportions within the comic world, and 
if it's a self-contained story, it doesn't quite have the bite that it would if it's if it's in continuity, right? Yeah. That he killed yeah. the Joker. So so I don't mean to ramble here, but there's it's this is the beauty of the story of where our minds are taking us, of where could this thing go in order to be impactful going forward. I think that's well said. Um, and that's also my favorite because I, I like No Man's Land a lot and the ending is actually my favorite part of it. Yeah. So, um, but you're right. We've seen that. So I almost hope this book and they've been teasing. I mean, Jeff Johns, especially Jason Fabic though. He's been a little bit more vocal on Twitter. Um, his whole time making the story with Jeff and he said, and I quote, um, or well, I, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase, but I'm paraphrasing a quote. So it's from him. He, he basically said the things they're going to do with the characters and the level of boldness they went for is something that's never been done and it will change, you know, how some people view these characters. So, I mean, that's, that's a big enough tease that maybe we are getting a climax that's going to be controversial, dare I say it. Dare I say it. So, uh, Listen, you guys know how I feel. It, it, it might be time to kill the Joker. I've, I've said that in a and previous I'm with podcast, you. you know. And... Um, if they do it, I could live with it. But if they do it, it it's got to be in the in the DC continuity, Nick Z. You know what I mean, buddy? Yeah. Not looking for it to be just this elsewhere tale where they do it, and it and doesn't matter. Like, yeah. And then everything else is going on. I don't know. What do you? I mean. Yeah. No, I was actually that was going to be like the question that I kind of asked you guys next was because I know we talked about a little bit that you guys want to say that you wouldn't mind if the Joker kind of just went away in comics for a while, especially with like three Jokers and Joker war. And I wouldn't mind if they killed him. Yeah. But like, yeah, but like say like the Jokers isn't in continuity for like three years. Cause I don't think it's going to be where we don't see Joker for like 10 years. I think maybe like two, three years tops. Maybe he's not in any Batman stories that, that well, are major, but. Again, you know, because yeah. this is a black label, and he even like you said, like you just said, if he doesn't do it, or he does do it, it doesn't really matter in a way. So, I don't know if I'm, I don't know. That's yeah. the whole thing here. You know, That's they're very vague about whether or not this is a, you know, sort of a self-contained epic, or if it is um, something that you're going to draw upon from it. You know, I don't yeah. really think they would kill the Joker now after the success of the movie. I don't think they would have the guts to actually pull it off. If you're reading the Joker war, it's, and again, I haven't read, it hasn't ended yet, but, and I love the Joker. He's obviously my favorite, favorite Batman villain, but I just don't know how much, I just think it's a lot of overkill with him, you know, lately. And I don't think the stories, at least recent stories really live up to, uh, to the hype. So, where they go with this is intriguing. And I mean, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have installment two. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to tell you guys that I'll be surprised if we're sitting here in six to seven weeks. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be disappointed because I just don't know if they could stick this, if they could make something here be more than just, a story that unravels a little bit at the end and gets a little bit too comic booky because they really can't do maybe some things that I would like to see them do. 
Fair I think that's well said, and I think that's a good way to wrap up. So really quick, everyone, yeah. do you want to give a rating, like a number, or do you just want to move on? Uh, I mean, if it, if we're going to use five stars, I think it's a four point five out of out of five stars for me. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's... I mean, it it really it really has a first installment. It does everything that it's supposed to, and a little more. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, it has a first act, if you will. Yeah, because I appreciated the the payoff, start to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give it like a five out of five. That's me. I don't know. I'm saying five out of five. Whatever. I'd give it a about a four point seven out of five for me. Uh, if I was doing this on the let's go scale, it would be a let's go for me. A let's go. I think it's a got. I would gotta say go? gotta go. I would say. Well, I mean, tier. I would say top tier. Gotta go. It's gotta go the top tier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, then, yeah, I guess if I'm giving it yeah. 4.7, it probably is a got to go. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. I just retracted myself for the first time on air. So, so there you on go. Air. So, yeah. so, yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, and again, to those that are listening to us, and if, if, you, if you haven't read it, we gave you the whole story. But, you know, so much of these, of these big stories, they just never quite live up to what they're supposed to be. So this first installment did – and I hope that it um, – I hope the story stays personal, yeah. which I think it's going to. It needs to. Because, you know, lately Batman stories have been a lot of, like, Gotham gets taken over, like, every other week. Yeah. You know, some villains taking over the entire Gotham City. And there's just – you know – what I see with the modern comics is everything is so grandiose and big and the stakes are always too high. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like there's these personal self-contained. So now I'm not reading everything. So I don't want people to get mad at me. I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading the Batman stories. I'm reading justice league and um, justice League's different. You know, you, the stakes need to be higher, but the Batman stories to me have gotten a little bit, um, out of control, where I give you that, the yeah. stake of the city is always, always at risk. You know why can't it just be like this? Uh, some murders, a crime, some personal involvement, or whatnot. So that's why the story resonates with me, and I hope it stays personal. And uh, I can't wait. We're a couple weeks away, right, from number two. Yeah, a couple weeks. Uh, what, two weeks from tomorrow? Yeah, two weeks. Two uh, weeks from wow. Friday. Uh, yeah, no, two weeks from tomorrow. September twenty second. Yep. Wow, and that's fast. Eighth. And it's the eighth. Yeah, so it's yeah. fourteen days. Um, yeah, man, I'm. That's all I got. That's all I got. Zeddy, if you want to wrap us up. All right, well, gentlemen, I, I do have uh, I have one question to ask you guys here. Sure. So this one, oh, this one's especially for for Nico here because you better get that tuxedo iron. So. DC Fandom Part 2, guys, is going to be on Saturday. It's all on demand. But are you guys ready for that Batfleck HBO Max series to get announced, baby? Oh, baby. DM me the timestamp. DM me the timestamp, and I'll be your Alfred. I'm still going on that bat. DM me the timestamp it gets released, or the window it gets released. I'll be your Alfred. So so what, so what hap- what happens if I do it and I get it right? Are you gonna like be my Alfred for for? Uh... I will. I'm a man of my word. I will. Wow, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. 
Very interesting. Oh, man. But, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens on there. Like I said, it's all on demand. So I don't know if anything groundbreaking is going to happen. Maybe the day before, like what happened with part one. So we'll see. Uh, still no HBO Max show stuff. That's usually – that's kind of what I'm holding out hope for, Green Lantern, Justice League Dark. So – are they going to have a panel we'll on there? Is that stuff or, or no? I don't even know, right? No, I we don't, don't know. think so. So okay. that's why I'm saying maybe the day yeah. before or whatever. Live. Sure. So, There's nothing left. But so. we'll see. So, again, gentlemen, thank you again. It was it was a blast to review our first comic for the show. Maybe we'll do issues two and three. We'll see. We know there's, like, the Batman Book Club and Let's Go Comic Show. So we don't want to take too much thunder away from, from those guys because they do great work. But it is a comic that I think was worth discussing. So. Oh, absolutely. We will definitely. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to um, real quick. I know we all like to plug stuff, but I've gotten in the habit uh, the last couple of weeks. I, I always go for about this 45 or 50 minute walk in the morning. And I've been listening to the Batman book club. And I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I, I find it fascinating. And it's Ryan Lower. Lower. What is this lowercase or whatever? Lower, I don't, yeah. Some of that stuff escapes me or whatever, but um, he's doing a really great job. He's got a guest star on every week. I've heard like Justin and Pete and the yeah. gang or whatnot and Garrett or whatever. But um, I'll tell you what, it's been really cool. They, the level that they, that they break down a story and analyze it and really show their enthusiasm. It's cool for me, like a guy my age, um, to hear you younger guys really show the reverence and the respect for these iconic Batman stories. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really great stuff. You know, I mean, I've probably listened to about eight or eight or nine of the episodes. I actually went and read uh, a couple of the ones that either I've read before or haven't read. And so shout out to uh, the Batman book club. Mm -hmm. They're doing a really good job. I look forward to, uh, to listening to that show. They, they really do a great job. I think of, if you like Batman and you're reading Batman, whether you have a history of him or not, I think that's a podcast you guys you guys should listen to. Well said. Well said. Well said. And then um, on top of that, I, I just want to shout out uh, Straight Out of Gotham and the Let's Go Comic Show and the Let's Go Podcast as well. Um, all these together are four excellent, excellent shows. And I know we're a little bit biased because we know them and we've done some work with them, but they're all doing a great job. Um, in addition to what, you know, my dad just said that Ryan Lauer is doing with uh, the BBC. So um, there's a lot of great stuff. For the dome? He's still finding the dome, I, I, I think. I, I and, and so part two, I don't know if he, he has one more yeah. chance on Saturday. So we hope you find that uh, Ryan Lauer, <laughs> we hope you find it. Uh, but yeah, uh, Zendik, wrap us up. Is there anything you need to plug or we need to plug? Uh, yeah, just uh, just some quick uh, some quick housekeeping here. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Vigilante1939 if you want to help out the show even more. Now there's two things. So number one, and this one you can do, is very easy. You can go over to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and a review. Don't want to leave us a review, just give us a rating. Tell us how you feel. Haven't yeah, you nice. guys paid anybody yet? Can't you pay some people? Well, you know? we 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 do everything off the book. We do everything. Uh, okay, by the book. That's by the book. Sorry, you, by, by the, the code of Batman. By the yes, Batman. That's and you right. never have to. And you never. Have to. Oh jeez. So if you had a negative, you just know that I'll see it. 
I won't do anything about it. But <laughs> yeah, he'll see it. He'll know. We'll know. I'll, I'll, I'll take it as constructive uh, criticism, and, and I'll thank you for giving us a chance either way. So, number two is, and this one's most recently, if you want to support the show, you can head over to Tee Public and grab yourself a T-shirt. Dude, we have home. merch now. We, got we have merch, merch now. now. Let's go. So you can you can find the link on our Twitter. I'll make sure that it's in the bio, or you can just look in one of the tweets. So coffee mug, stickers, posters, T-shirts, buttons, whatever. It's all there. Uh, help yourself to whatever you whatever you want, guys. So. And I will say quickly on top of that, shout out to you for being so proactive in helping launch this. But also shout out to Justin Kowalski over at the Let's Go Podcast, the Let's Go Comic Show, who helped. And he is the man who created our design in the first place. People might not know this. He created, yeah. he's a great artist. He created the artwork for the show. He created the intro song for our show that we use now. Does so it, Does he own us then? It's like, do we? Like, <laughs> we are affiliated with us. He might own us. I'm not sure. But he might. So I want to give him the credit where it's, where it's, uh, where, where, where do the credit is due that you are wearing it's not only our show you're repping, you're repping the artwork of a very incredible human yes. being who's given yes. us a lot of opportunity and support. And that is so do Justin I have, Kowalski. Do I have my lawyer call him about a contract or what do I like? Probably. To renegotiate. But you know, first we need I, a lawyer. Oh, okay. But first we need a lawyer. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> just kidding. Um, All right. All right, Zeddy. So, yes. And you guys can follow me if you want to tell me I'm right. Not that I'm wrong. You can follow me at Papa Z underscore 95. I won't attack you. Don't worry. Let's let's talk about something, guys. Just tweet at me. Uh, I do have the, uh, the Mandalorian coming up on October 30th. So right. starting October 30th, I'll be covering the Mandalorian. Me or Nico will be reviewing Wonder Woman 1984. I do have Mank, which is also an October film. And Wonder Woman 1984, yeah. Yeah, and then I think Death on the Nile I might be having too, so that's also beautiful. It's, 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 with, it's with my future wife, Gail, so, you know, you of, yeah. of course yeah. I had to jump on it. Yeah, so. absolutely. I'm a little disappointed. I thought Henry Cavill was going to join us in a Zoom. Jesus. I thought he was going to Zoom in here. I don't got no more really? shorts. Man. Nice. I don't got no more shorts, man. Don't do that to me. We know you don't got any more shorts. And then yeah. real quick, uh, you can follow yeah. me at N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O. That's at Nico Cruz on Twitter. Um, this week, I know it's been a, li- a, li- a little delayed just because it was Labor Day weekend and uh, a heavier weekend for me. I won't get into it. But um, – I'll be reviewing uh, the first three episodes of Amazon's The Boys, and I will be covering the rest of the show each week on Friday uh, for the Let's Go podcast as well. And then September 16th, which is um, a week from tomorrow, um, I'll be reviewing the, the Devil All the Time, which is a film coming to Netflix starring Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, Sebastian Stan, um, a lot of people that you see in the comic book world. So it's a, it a, a superhero film? It's a psychological thriller okay. slash horror movie. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> but, um, and that's it for me, I believe, for now. I know, Zenik, you said maybe Wonder Woman. Um, and that, uh, whenever The Trial of the Chicago 7 comes out, which is my most anticipated non-comic book film of the year, written, directed by Aaron Sorkin, that'll be, I think that's late October, so I'll be doing that as well. Um, oh, uh, my Emmy predictions are coming out next week. Never mind. Awesome. My Emmy predictions are coming out nice. next week. Yeah. Uh, Zenik, uh, Dad, not Zenik. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I don't do anything but listen to the Batman Book Club, and I did. I did just get a subscription and straight out of Gotham, of course. 
Um, I did just subscribe to Marvel Unlimited. Get the fuck. Fascinating, yeah. fascinating stuff there. I got to be honest with you. I got a little bone to pick with DC. It, uh, Marvel Unlimited really has everything on there. Wow. I mean, I'm finding the Tomb of Dracula and Werewolf by Night and just all these crazy titles I used to read years ago. So DC's got to put a little bit more content up on there. So anyway. Lovely. Lovely. All right. Well, before I do my closing here, we uh, we do wish Robert Pattinson a very safe uh, recovery because uh, we, we never got to mention it, but he was exposed True. to COVID. So hopefully uh, Robert's resting and we wish a very speedy recovery for our Batman here. Our bats. So our bats. There you go. So you see some now. people are saying just replace someone with Ben with Affleck. Ben Affleck. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Justin's one of those people. <laughs> the, the, the internet wins. The internet wins. Oh, my God. All right. It well, usually does. It usually does. Oh. It usually does. Oh, God. It's going to win on Saturday when that Ben Affleck HBO Max <laughs> <like> gets announced. <laughs> it's 2022, baby. Watch it happen, <laughs> 2025. Watch it happen. He'll be like 50. 2020 is a crazy year, though. Like, watch it. Yeah, this is a crazy Watch it happen. Year. Well, yeah, watch so they'll, they'll film it next year, and we got a nice little quarter quarter one release day for the the Batflex show. There you go. Why not? All right. Wait, I'd be very remiss if we made it out of a podcast without no, bringing up God the Snyder Cut. <laughs> How are we going to bring up the Snyder Cut? Because we we never have a podcast and don't mention it. We there's still not the there's still time. not a release date yet either we for the Snyder got Cut. The whole All right, here, here's here, here's our hallelujah that we got through the end of the show here. There you yeah, go. Yeah, well, we almost right. made it all the way out. We hey, did. well, I got my associate producer shirt. These two motherfuckers are waiting for theirs because so. ours are being handled by Zach himself. Yeah, well, where's <laughs> that? It's fucking two weeks later and there's nothing yet. So I don't what, know. If I, if I, I think Zach stitched. I'm canceling my subscription. Nick, Zach is stitching our names into the back oh, of the shirt. Right we speak. I will be mad, though, if you guys get that on NIDO. Oh, my but it's God. I, I th- actually, I think they asked me what name I wanted on the shirt. So I think they might be doing it. I think before. they did on the HBO. Yeah. Man, we need a movie oh. to come out or something. Come on. Yeah. September 5th, 2021. Let me, let me, I roll no, my eyes on that one. No, no shot. Yeah, no shot. All right, guys. Well, as uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman said in the Batman trailer, I'm vengeance. See you guys soon. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>